March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me for final thoughts before we tip off March Madness. We'll drag out random names from tournament past and reminisce. Also, what the hell are NFTs and what lunatics would pay for them? The Bears get rebuffed in their pursuit of Russell Wilson and why the Apple TV show Ted Lasso just gets it. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Thursday, March 18th, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Jay and the tournament and the Bears' pursuit of Russell Wilson, which has come up short, a quick note about the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. A lot of buzz about the show. A lot of my friends recommending it, saying it's really good. You got to watch it. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. That's not a humble brag. I, I like to wait until a show is universally acclaimed, and then I'll get in and I'll watch it. But people were saying Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. So I said, okay, I'm finally in. I got Apple TV+. Plus. I think for my daughter who needed to watch some product show there. And I was like, okay, fine. My streaming bill uh, with all these different services, as I'm sure yours is as well, is starting to go through the roof. But that said, I, I signed up for it and I started watching it. The first thing I have to say is that Jason fucking Sudeikis is massively underrated still. Still, I think massively underrated. He he was so good in Meet the Millers. That's when I became a huge Jason Sudeikis fan. But he plays a character here that is a romantic sort of hero. A a well, yes, he's goofy, he's quirky, he's weird in the in the in the show, but it's Ted Lasso's not a comedy per se. There are funny, kind of pseudo cringy office like moments, but it's not a comedy. So okay. I thought an American football coach going to coach in the Premier League would be full of slapstick, oh my God, he doesn't know that, comedy, week after week after week. The answer is no. And Sudeikis pulls it off. Of course, I'm also a huge fan of uh, Hannah Waddingham, who plays the statuesque alpha blonde divorcee who's now the new owner of the team and who wants to, and I, think it's, I can say this without spoiling it because it was in the first episode, her whole thing was she hires... Ted Lasso, no experience whatsoever with soccer from the United States with the intent purpose of wrecking 
the soccer club, which was her ex-husband's pride and joy, as an act of revenge. And I'll just leave it at that. You can see where, oh, wait a minute, maybe things won't go as planned. This uh, this actress, Hannah Waddington, Waddingham, ah, she's so hot for a middle-aged woman, you know? She's a statuesque, athletic-built, alpha blonde who, you know, she shows her age in terms of her wrinkles, but she's hot, she's British, and she's got weird teeth, but okay, whatever. I'm a big fan. The show has many redemptive story arcs going on. And even though the characters are written maybe one click from being laughably one-dimensional, they work. The premise, like I said, is absurd and impossible. The action scenes with the soccer are decidedly second-rate. But it gets sports in this particular way. It highlights the fact there are so many different agendas in team sports, and they all have to line up for success. And there is so much psychology involved. Also, the fact that Ted Lasso doesn't know shit about soccer, and he doesn't pretend to impart that as their coach, starting with simple things like, oh, the water pressure in the showers suck. He got that in a little uh, you know, suggestion box note, which they, the team all laughed at. Next thing you know, huh, water's fixed. Oh, hold on a second. It's an argument for the less is more approach to coaching. Because you think about it, Phil Jackson, uh, with you know winning his coach in NBA history this side of Red Auerbach, uh, with the last dance, remember when Rodman came back from Vegas and he should have been pissed, the team should have been pissed, and Rodman wasn't even working out hard when he finally got back with the team? because he was still hung over. And you would have thought that they would have said, God damn it, Rodman, you went to Vegas with, with in the middle of the playoffs and we were missing you, and how could you do that? Instead, when, you know, I guess someone was giving, sh- giving him shit, and I can't remember exactly how it went down in, in uh, Last Dance, but they were like, you know, he immediately defends, uh, he defends Dennis Rodman when he comes back from Vegas, saying, hey, let's go easy on him. He just got back here with us. We don't want to chase him off again. And I was like, wow, that is a real light touch. That is a less is more kind of a thing. Joe Gibbs once watched John Riggins, Hall of Famer, get up, take a piss in the corner of a meeting room, preparing for a game. He heard water like tinkle. And he looked, he looked up from his notes, from his projector. Joe Gibbs, Hall of Fame coach, sees his star running back pissing. In the meeting, sees that it's Riggins, goes right back to his overhead projector and talking about the game plan. Less is sometimes more. And you can't make athletes be the way you want them to be. They've got to find it themselves. So Ted Lasso highlights on that with characters and a storyline that I found myself actively rooting for. And I had to go, wait a minute, the dumb fucking TV show. Why am I so wrapped up in this? But the thing that also is true about sports, and and this I thought got me, was when it comes together and you're winning, and when it is good, oh, it is so good. And you want to be with a team, part of a team, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a player on the team or a coach or just the equipment manager, and you want to be singing in a karaoke pub like they were after your hard-ass team captain, Roy Kent, says... We're going to go out all night in this town and rub it in their fucking faces. 
It's pretty cool. Few times I've been around it. Not not very many. Not really part of it per se, but at least around this kind of team success. Mostly with the UC Santa Barbara basketball team back when I was their play-by-play nerd. Uh, as a young professional in my 20s. And I get it, man. When a team is right and they're winning, it's the most powerful drug in the world. And as a fan, to be part of the winning in a larger sense, it's also incredible in its own right. And that's why sports are a billion-dollar industry and not going anywhere and will not die despite despite all the bullshit being heaped upon us as fans and the absolute wallet raping that goes on at every turn for us fans. We take it. We suffer. Because when it is good, and it's hard to get it really good, and it's fleeting, and it's precious and fragile. When it's good, though, it's oh so fucking good. So I'm not even through the first season, and I don't want to watch the last couple episodes because then I'll be done. I'm now slow walking it because I know they're not going to come out with season two for a while yet. Apparently it's going to go three seasons, and you wonder, do they write the cliched sports movie show ending where they win the championship? Or would it be get close but lose championship but win something more valuable or more enduring in a life sense storyline? Sort of like in Tin Cup. You know, Tin Cup loses the U.S. Open, but he wins the hearts of fans. He becomes a legend, and he was true to himself in how he played the 18th hole. Friday Night Lights, another famous movie that uh, the protagonist team did not win the championship. Permian High came really damn close against Dallas uh, uh, Carter da- Dallas Car- Carter High School in Dallas, which, by the way, if you read the real historical account of that championship season and, and Carter High and the racial undertones and what happened to some of the players after they graduated from Carter High School, oof, a lot to unpack there. That said, it's a good show. It's a cute show. It's not going to change your life show. It's probably only got three seasons. It could take a turn for the worse, and I might be saying this time next season, oh, yeah, the show started out good, but now it's just fucking ridiculous. But for right now, oh, yeah, it's good. I highly recommend it. Don't look now, but the my bookie gut hunch, gut punch of the day is 3-0. and Got two results to catch up on as we got a little bit of a slack in the schedule here. I bet Lakers late on Wednesday, no, Tuesday night. So I got that result. Lakers minus eight and a half against the Timberwolves. They win going away, 137-121. They win by 16. Boom. And then earlier in the week, I told you I got UEFA Champions League, Real Madrid minus a half a goal over Atalanta, BC. I don't know anything about these teams, obviously. And oh, look at this. Barcelona, Real Madrid, a three, Atalanta, one. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. 3-0 and for the my bookie gut hunch, gut punch of the day. So I'm going now with Wichita State in uh, the opening four, the first four, plus one and a half against Drake in the play-in game in honor of my producer, uh, good old J- uh, Josh Albrecht, who went to Wichita State on a bowling scholarship. That is my my bookie gut hunch gut punch of the day. Why use my bookie? Well, look, they've got no limits. You can bet anything, anywhere, anytime, unlike some of these other places. They take care of their existing players because they've been in the space for a long time and they just know how to do it better than everybody else. It is a rock solid book. They are now taking crypto rewards, cryptocurrency with their my bookie crypto rewards. So if you're in the crypto space, my bookie is the place for you. Go with your gut, bet with your head, not over it. Have some fun, throw a little something on the games, and get on a heater like I am. 
Open an account today at mybookie.ag. Promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You win, you bet, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. The official book of the ZABEcast. Hello. Great minds think alike. I was napping this afternoon, and you were napping as late as, say, six in the evening. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that, it was not good planning on my part. But it was just one of them things. After effects of the first vaccination shot for you, Jay? No, after effects of a good meal. <laughs> After effects of a really solid meal. What was the meal, by the way? The meal was uh, um, 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 uh, uh, roasted chicken. Oh, yes. It was great. Yeah. You know what? That's That'll do it. A good meal. Food coma is the best. Oh, God. I know. All right. And I was watching PTI. Next thing I know, the Cosby show was on. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> You're like, wow, Lisa Bonet. She was hot back in the day. Yes, yes, she was. What happened to her, man? She's still incredibly hot. There's is she no, really? No, well, she she's definitely. Still throwing, yeah, she's still, still throwing ninety. Okay, I you gotta love women that still pop the radar gun deep into their age brackets. You know, like you respect Stacey, that. Stacy Dash, she's crazy as a loon, <laughs> but she's still she is still throwing high heat with late movement. Oh my god! Hey, since we're talking light skinned black women who are attractive, and does, she does kind of <laughs> look like this person, have you seen the royal interview yet? I saw about five minutes of it. Okay. I don't. I'm not a Megan. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of hers. I don't know what reason, but she just doesn't move the needle for me. So wait. I don't know why. If she was still suitcase twenty four, and no, you, and you it, wouldn't be like she's hot. I mean, I, you know, some girls move the needle for you, and some don't. I know. It doesn't do it for me. I, I'm. Isn't maybe the weirdest. Heard her, yeah. her, probably because I've heard her speak. Oh boy! Yeah, well, that's true. That can that can absolutely ruin it for you. Have you ever? Well, I, I'm sure you have, but I love it when you hear a particular woman talking and you've never seen her before, on a podcast or something or on a radio show, and just their not accent per se, but their voice tonality and their manner of speaking will just hit you right in that erogenous spot where you're like, "Damn." She sounds hot as fuck. But then it could go the other way. Damn, she sounds annoying as hell. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, but, you know, and if and if the chick that you think is like really hot, and then you see her and you're like, oh, at least you can close your eyes and get aroused. But but if a woman who is visually hot but her voice annoys you. It's it's a game over. You, you're never going to get away from it. It'll it be the Fran the Fran Drescher effect. Oh, or what's what's the uh, what's the other one who just like they made a show just like Fran Drescher. She was oh my god, Deb, Deb, Debbie Mazar. Yeah, Debbie Mazar. Okay, she got the thickest Brooklyn accent ever, and you just hear and you go, you know what? Never mind. Did, <laughs> it's like Janice from Friends. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you hear the Wendy Williams fart and burp soundbite from her show the other day? Oh God! 
That's not attractive. <laughs> do, do you, uh, do, I mean, do you ever watch old Wendy? I have not watched Wendy in quite a long time. When, okay. I, when I was getting up at that time in the morning, I would turn her on and look and see. But yeah, no, haven't watched Wendy in a while. All right. Here, here's the audio. I report, you decide. <laughs> go ahead. Here we go. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh, it's a matter of How did she play that off? I don't know. It's oh, almost it's almost so conspicuous it might be a work, you know. When you're struggling to stay relevant, you'll do anything, including humiliate yourself, right? That's very It's true. a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta believe Wendy Williams in at home on the weekend in sweats with a hoodie is just oh. the sloppiest, nastiest woman ever. You didn't see her on Dancing with the Stars, did you? Of course you didn't. No. Because you're, I remember seeing, uh, you know, YouTube clips. Uh, she goes against the stereotype that all blacks have rhythm. <laughs> really? Well, she's and got not, that thick Long Island accent, which throws you, you know, when you see her as a black woman. There's not a lot of black women that have this stereotypical layered on three coats thick Brooklyn accent. Yeah. And she's got no ass either. What? She's another. Yeah, she's no. a big curvy girl. She's got no ass. No, it's a matter of she, time. She's, she's not lonely. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, I, no. I I respect the fact that she's made millions of dollars with very little talent. In a way, I respect I mean, she, it. She started out in radio, and you know, people respect radio talent. Oh, but... totally. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's considered the hardest industry to break into. Oh no, it's not actually. No, yeah. They yeah. just say. Do you talk? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I'm an adult. I speak. Hey, would you like a radio show? Just sit in front of this microphone and talk. Her stick was she would, you know, talk about stars and, 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 you know, like Perez Hilton. She would dish on what was going on. That was her shtick. That's how she got the TV show. Yeah. And you wonder, like, who else is going to fill that void? Like, everyone's like, I could do that. Why don't I get to be that person? Uh, that's, a, that's a special gift to do that. I guess so. Like Stern, like Stern used to be that guy. Yeah. But he's right. not that anymore. All right, let's get into the tournament. Uh, you famously, three years ago, gave us the upset of the century, UMBC over Virginia. Does yeah. Jay Stradamus have another upset in the brackets starting today? I'm not going to lie because there's a. I was looking through it. There's a lot of teams who I really haven't seen. Like, sure. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Arkansas. I, I, yeah, I saw Alabama in the SEC championship game. They're nice looking, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I I've only saw them for that one game. Right. Like, I've seen mostly. Oh, and I've, I've and I've got a bone to pick, by the way, too. But, All right. Let me finish. But um, I've seen mostly Big Ten and ACC and. A smattering of, of Pac-12. So Carol gets to have lunch with you, Naki, and Coach Williams? And you don't. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Where's my invite? Says Jay. Oh, my God. You know what, Jay? You're right. You deserved that spot at the table more than anyone else. But, yeah. but as Clint Eastwood said in Unforgiven, <laughs> deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. 
I know. No, you know what? Here's 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 the thing. So Carol set up that whole deal with the palm because she goes there like all the time. So she knows the general manager, Eric. And so that was all her on her own. And I'm like, that's great, Carol. This is going to be good for us to lure in guests. But I can't then tell her, oh, no, no, you need to sit this one out. I was being funny. I know you are. I just lied. But but, uh, I invited you you to I invited you to tomorrow's Steakhouse Confidential Smoot. You just couldn't make it due to a conflict. Would you have would you have driven all the way? If I did not have a conflict, yes, I would have driven all the way. Can I can I pencil you in for the next one? For the steakhouse, uh, yeah, it, it's in what? Tyson's Corner? No, it's in Ashford. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Another 30 minutes. Keep driving. Get a good get a good playlist going in your car and keep driving. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't put me in pen, but put the pencil in. All right, I'll try to, I'll try no, to get somebody I... worth, I'll try to get somebody worth driving all that way for. Because I haven't seen Naki in forever. Yeah. And uh, do you remember when Coach was a guest on the Steve Zabin Experience? I'm being funny about that. Coach. He was he was a he was a weekly guest on your morning show. Naki. No, Coach. Gary Williams. Oh yes. During the basketball season, yeah. and you would always allow me to ask a question, and you joked because that's when I was coaching, and you jokingly called it Coach to Coach. Coach to Coach. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, did you? By the way, do you miss coaching? No, and I was let, no because his players are dumber. They're more athletic, but they're dumber and they're harder to coach. Yeah, there's they're, no way I could do it. They're they're, they're, they're assholes. They're Let little. They're they're little wrapped in the. They're not little narcissistic fucking monsters, is what they are because yes, yes. of what social media and the internet has done. They all yeah. think they are the shit beyond all shit, and they're not going to take any coaching. You were, for the record, the assistant coach at what uh, high school? Well, two different high schools: Arundel High School and North County High School. Got it. And this but, was yeah, no, this was history, what what years approximately? The last year I did it was two thousand and three, two thousand four. Sorry, okay. two thousand four. So you're in your from, you're in your late 90, you're in your yeah, late thirties. Yeah, it was from ninety four, and my last year was two thousand four. Yes. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's kids tough. are assholes. No, they're, they're, no, they're, they're little. They're, I mean, they're more athletic. I would say they're more athletic than what they were. Because you could see, I could see a steadily decline. You know, the, the first bunch I had or when I was on the sideline, you could say anything to them, and they wouldn't say a word. And then started like around '98. I could see that they became mouthy. They didn't listen a lot. I remember one kid. Um, get Saturday practices, and that I would always run the Saturday practice. The, the head coach wouldn't come, and I yelled at him during a sprint, <laughs> doing doing a, a suicide. You know, we yeah. did suicides, and he literally did not talk to me for the rest of the year because I yelled at him during wow. a throw. I wow. just, just yeah, God, there's no way that kids they were just big jerks. Did do you, did you know that the home situation of these kids? Is it possible that kid didn't have a father no, around no, to yell at him no, or? No, this was a, a, a entitled white kid. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Probably some uh, latent racism in there. Black oh, assistant coach you know, yelling at me, a white the, kid. Probably the first time someone got in his ass on the <laughs> basketball court, and he didn't know how to take it. That's what that was. What if he was afraid of you? He couldn't be afraid of me. I, you never know. Sometimes yeah. you might mistake passive aggressiveness for the kid's actually fucking terrified because you lit into him pretty good. 
again, he was a, a, a kid <laughs> who thought kid. he was a, yeah. yes, who thought he thought his shit didn't stink because he had a nice driveway jumper. <laughs> well, I'm glad you admit that the players are better now and more athletic because some oh, yeah. some of us old dudes don't want to admit that. Not me. I think it's laughable those that want to cling to the whole, you know, well, you know, they were still good back in the day. You watch an old basketball game oh, from the God. 80s and you'll ask yourself, why aren't they dribbling through the legs? Why aren't they crossing people over? Why aren't they doing this? How come they're not attacking the rim? How come they're not contesting above eight, nine feet in the air on layups and runners and everything else? Well, you know, the game was different. Yeah, it was different. It was worse. It wasn't as athletic. It wasn't as electric. Guys hadn't perfected moves. They wouldn't shoot from 25 feet with no thought because nobody really had range to 25 feet. It was considered insane. And, and remember, like when the three point shot came out, came out, it was like it was like a carnival shot, right? Like, oh my, yeah. But I watched. Uh, they had a game on in February for Dr. J's birthday on NBA TV, and it was a playoff game. And I'm sorry, a finals game when they played Portland. It was some of the most awful basketball I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and if you were to strip today's players shirtless and yesterday's players shirtless, you'd laugh at yesterday's players. You'd be like, do you work out, bro? Do you even I, nutrition, bro? Have you I ever mean, done Paul any Ma- lifts, bro? For your, Mil- for your Milwaukee fans, Paul McKeskey looked like he oh. had just eaten a big meal and had two cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, Billy Paul, his nickname was the Whopper. The Whopper. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean... There, I mean, like I look at Alex English. He was like six four and one hundred and forty. I mean, he's a string bean. There's no, yeah. This, this, they, the game was better back in the the nineties. Might have been better than what it is now. That's the one decade where there were a lot of athletes. Right. They might be better than because they were athletic and they knew how to play. But there's no way the eighties and the seventies you can tell me anything. But well, and. and you know, Bob Cousy, you ever see him dribble? Had no left hand. Oh, well, no left one hand. One of the greatest point guards ever. And, and and he bounced it up at his waist. Like, yeah. his dribble would get picked so quickly and so easily in today's game. It's not even funny. It's like, did you ever hear of a crossover? No. <laughs> no. Now, granted, they, they might have called palming or carrying on crossovers a whole lot back in the day. But we don't know that. We would, I think they would have they, they would have adjusted, but for some reason never came into uh, light in 1950 and 1960. Here, this is a great clip. This is from a guy uh, who emailed me. I, his name is not on his YouTube page. Now i got to go look it up again. Um, but it's great. He talks about the history of the Bucks and Brewers and Packers uniforms. And it's like a three-part YouTube thing that explains a lot of things. And here he has this passage about the series of unfortunate big white stiffs the Bucks had in a row. Are we ready to be really, really honest? The Bucks had over a five-year stretch some of the most iconic tall white stiffs and short shorts ever. Larry Kristoviak, Jim oh. McElvain. Like ever. Just a lot of front court players that kind of looked like your gym team. Um, uh, they had uh, Eric Mont. No, uh, Roberts. Roberts. White guy Roberts with a big crew cut. Probably looks like a, a serial killer. I mean, no disrespect, but look for yourself. There's Paul McKeskey. Milwaukee record. Web- 
<laughs> website retroactively dubbed the 1992 Bucks pairing of Brad Lojas and Blue Edwards Brad the worst Lohas. team in NBA Jam history. <laughs> the worst team in NBA Jam history. Ever. Like, ever. Just a lot of frontcourt players that kind of looked like your gym teacher. I mean, no disrespect, but look for yourself. Milwaukee Record respect, website sir. retroactively dubbed there. the 1992 Bucks pairing of Brad Lojas and Blue Edwards the worst team in NBA Jam history. That is so funny. You probably couldn't win a single fucking game in NBA Jam with Brad Lojas <laughs> in the Bucks. And, oh, sp- speaking about white centers, Sean Bradley. God damn, that, paralyzed. That story is awful. Yes, yeah, got hit on his. How did the driver not Bicycle. see? I mean, he was on his bike. I mean, how do you how do you not see someone seven a seven six? footer on a bike? How big yeah. does a bike have to be for a seven footer? It looks like one of the, with him on it, it probably looked like a bike from like the eighteen nineties. Yeah, they yeah, right a penny farthing is what they yeah. called him the giant one wheel yeah. bicycle. Uh, they should have just taken a second wheel that giant and said, "Here you go, here's your bike, Sean." But yeah, I mean, fucking paralyzed. Uh, how about Keyshawn Johnson's daughter dying? What, did they say what it was from? No. Nope. Like, Okay, I just saw the story. And I was 25 like, years old. I'm not even a Keyshawn fan, but that breaks my heart. That's that's yeah. a gut punch right there. Well, you're, and you're a girl killed, dad. Huh? Well, of course. You're a girl dad. Well, I'm a dad with girls. You're, Am I a girl dad? What? Wait, wait, wait. Do I, have to, do I have to have a card? Do I have to pay dues to be a card-carrying member of being a girl dad? Well, after Kobe died, that was the new thing. Uh, that, you're right. It was. It was, yeah. It's, yeah, because everyone wants to claim a leg up. You know, like, like, oh, oh, I want a little special status. I'm a girl dad. It's a, being a dad. You know, as much as I say, you know, it would have been nice to have some boys to have a catch with in the backyard. Boys bring a lot of fucking problems as well. And boys can be annoying as shit. Teenage boys are the worst from what I hear from most of my friends. I was going to say, I was horrible. So, <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember myself. I was not great. Yeah, yeah. Not I great to deal with. Asshole. Okay, yeah. so cutting to the chase. Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor. Uh- Illinois, and I got Bama over Illinois, Bama winning the title. I figured uh, just try to pick the final four, kind of go chalky, three ones and a two, and pick a final and a winner that might be a touch off the radar. So Bama, Illinois with Bama winning, I think is a little bit off the radar. Everything else is just fucking gravy, you know? I do like Illinois because they have something that most teams don't have. Point guard. Yeah, a, a big guy. No, guy, Kofi Coburn. Oh, yeah, Kofi, yeah. I mean, and they got yeah, Batman. A lot, a, yeah, a lot of teams don't have that. But I saw Gonzaga play in their championship game, and they came back from like 16 points down. Yeah, B- BYU, BYU had them. Yeah. BYU yeah. had them on the run. And then they did. It was like next thing I know, they were down by four. And they were they tied, and it was like, oh, they ran away. So right. I mean, they're, they're I mean, they're really good. If they go undefeated, will they be remembered in the pantheon of great teams? I don't think so. Because uh, this year was so crazy, and no, they they did play like five <clears throat> top ten teams, and not, dusted them all. Not only Jay, do you have to ask the question of would they be in the pantheon? I'm asking the question of does this season deserve an asterisk of sorts? That's um, I hate to say it, I hate the asterisk, but sometimes it's. Applicable, very, and this might be one of those times. Very few things in sports are as divisive as the asterisk, the asterisk debate. Am true. I right? 
I mean, this is what true. this is what you know can end friendships if you go deep enough into it with enough beers at the bar. You know about ah, I was an asterisk because of this, that, or the other. But you're talking about a season in which road winning percentage was at its all time highest because there was no fans. That makes a huge fucking difference. The essence of college basketball, much like college football, is can you go on the road in a hostile arena on a Tuesday night against a tier two conference opponent? who has geared up their whole year to beating you guys because it's the biggest game of the year in Ames, Iowa, or in Lubbock, Texas, right? A home court is always good for at least four to five points. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's the so, biggest I mean, game of the year. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I would put an asterisk on it, but it's definitely some other sort of notation. What are the little, uh, what's the little thing that looks like a little hat, a little, a little Chinese hat, a little, uh, what do they call that thing, a little cap? That's not an asterisk. How about a cross? How about we put a cross on the seat? Okay. Ceiling? All right. Then you can do that one. Oh, see, speaking of college basketball, I was, I was getting much delight from our little text with uh, Ron Thomas. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, talking about Indiana fans, and, and I, no, I don't hate to say it, but I think it's 100% true. They're now like Nebraska football fan. Uh, Give me another um, hopelessly stuck in the past and yes, completely delusional, yes, right? Yes, yes. One Wisconsin football fan, completely delusional about how good Wisconsin football is. <laughs> but I know I don't I know, know I don't know many delusional Wisconsin football oh my fans. God, are you kidding me? Oh, I remember listening before the season started to I guess it had to be CBS because that's the thing we get here. And their color analyst was talking about this year could be different. We've oh got a boy. quarterback. I've oh heard that boy. for 90 years about Wisconsin. They are going to win eight games and then lose two <laughs> or three. And but, but I mean, well, no, but, they, I, they've had they've had 11 and one years where they've gone to the Rose Bowl oh. and won the Rose Bowl. It's happened. Okay. Look, yeah. here's the thing. Bully, bully. You're Here, never going to win a championship. Sorry. Here, here's the thing. I I sense now being closer and more uh, emotionally invested in Wisconsin football than ever due to my current work situation. I feel both happy and excited to be a fan of this team, but at the same time, I can sense exactly the gap between them and Ohio State and them Every- and Alabama and them and LSU. You know what I'm saying? Them, I know the gap. Like I feel the gap. Clemson, LSU, uh, Georgia, Ohio State. Oh, yeah. I'm not even mentioning uh, Clemson. Alabama, right. And I know I'm, there's one more school. But I mean, uh, but anyway. But I know. It's on, a, they'll, they, will have, they will have nice, overachieving teams when all the conditions are right. But getting into the college football Final Four – would be a massive thing for the program. That would be a lifetime achievement, and I'm not sure that I'll ever see it. That's a tough nut to crack. Ain't gonna happen. <clears throat> but, uh, but but Ron was talking about uh, uh, why would Brad Stevens leave <laughs> the Celtics to go to Indiana? That that is just delusional talk. By the way, just because he's from Indiana, that's only Jack squat. I desperately tried to get Ron and Jay in the van today for this podcast and jay was available ron was not we're gonna we're gonna do it next week though and i was texting you guys and i guess you must have picked up the conversation 
without me? Because I'm looking at the string and I don't see any of this. You know what? Ron, all I see Ron, is all I see is Ron saying, "If Stevens refuses IU yeah. job, Keith Smart is the front runner." And I'm like, "If Stevens, he's going to turn that down flatly. No, thank you." Yeah. How about? Did you hear Alford said he wasn't interested in the job, and they're like, "Yeah." We never wanted you. We never offered it to you. <laughs> it is. I, I see. I saw. I've been looking at the. I love the list of candidates. It's. It's like USC is another delusional fan base. It's not 2000 anymore. No. But they. They were. I saw someone say John Beeline. He's like 90. You know, yeah. You know, build a program with John Beeline. I know. They're. They're. In a, they're in a tough spot, Indiana. Tough spot, and they're you know they 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 got to get over the fact that a lot of kids today don't even know who Bobby Knight is, and they certainly don't give a fuck who he was. Right. So and, the program uh, has to evolve beyond the old candy stripe red and white pants and the history of Bob Knight, and you know I mean you can't you got to be true to your roots to a certain extent, but you need to refresh it just a bit. Oh, by the way, are you getting Gary on again? Mm, why? There was a great story. Do you know the Rudy Gay story? Oh, yeah, at UConn. Okay, yeah. Well, to, to the people who don't, I will quickly surmise it. So Rudy Gay was a player who played literally down the street from me at Archbishop Spalding. Uh, Spalding. He was, being he was being recruited by UConn in Maryland. And, uh, and Jim Calhoun and Gary are good friends from their days when Gary was at Boston College and Jim was at Northeastern. Anyway, there's recruiting battle. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, UConn schedules Rudy Gay's cousins' <laughs> AU, not AU team, but it was their traveling. It was, it was their traveling exhibition team, like a marathon oil. Yeah, athletes exactly. in action. Yes, yes. So, just yeah. like that. Yeah, they close. They close that down for you, young kids listening to the podcast right now. They used to have these, uh, you know, sort of throw together teams called athletes in action of like ex college players who were all hooping for God, and it was a Christian thing, and they would play the exhibition schedule against college teams. Right. So, but then all of a sudden, uh, Rudy Gay decided to go to UConn, and Rudy Gay's mom was driving a Mercedes Benz. Oh, yeah. No, UConn stole Rudy Gay right away from Gary, and he yes. was pissed. And I think that soured the relationship. I don't that think they were friends ended after that. Their, that. That ended their relationship, <laughs> yes. It was 30-fold. Exactly. Yes. March is here, and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the My Bookie Bracket Contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My Bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 
All right, so wh- who do you have in your final four? Do you have any upsets for Jay Stradamus? I literally have all chalk. And I was looking for a first round. Well, who's the school that is – not Virginia. Um, who is down like three players? Oh, my God. Which team is down like three players? Kansas. Kansas, yes. And everybody- How do you know they're down three guys? Aren't they getting you the back? They don't know. Okay. Yeah, nobody knows. I know this. What today, about, what, today. What about the, what about the refs? Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> I, we, we talked about this yesterday. It is the quintessential bureaucratic fuck-up that the NCAA didn't consider, you know, we got to get these refs in VIP. Like, we're not even going to make them check into their hotels. Their rooms will be ready. We'll pick them <laughs> up in a special COVID-proof bus at the airport. And we'll whisk them personally into their rooms so they can quarantine and chill for a day or two. No, they were like, well, you're at the uh, the, the Radisson, and uh, here's the address. Good luck. We'll see you on Thursday for the games. No, their rooms weren't ready. Fuck up. They got COVID. And they were, they were six of the better refs. And they were already down half the refs normally because they cut the pool in half to try to be COVID safe. They're like, we don't want all these referees in and around town that we can't control. Teddy Valentine on that list? He is, yes. Although I hear Teddy Valentine teed up COVID and uh, gave it an ejection. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to look for a first round. I don't... All right. uh, If if, if you don't have one, don't force it. You'll be rooting for my Gauchos as a 12-5 over Creighton. They are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. And you will also... Well, I'm also going to be rooting for Colgate to beat Arkansas because I think any team that has only played 15 games, has a net rating in the single digits, but was slotted as a 14 seed, that's a fun story right there. Will you, who I, who will, I'd like to root against. Will you root, will you root for Richard Patino and the Iona Gales? No. no. <laughs> By the way, Slimy motherfucker, isn't he? Get fired on Monday, had a new job by Tuesday. Whoa, 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 whoa. He wandered the hinterlands for a while. No, and- no, 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 not, not, not Rick. His son. I'm oh, his son. oh, oh! His son got hired today. His no, his son got hired on Tuesday by New Mexico. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Wow. So he got he got fired in Minnesota and then hired in New Mexico. Yes. Well, but you know what? He's bouncing down the coaching ladder. You know. That well, that is. Gold. I mean, it- my my guy Ben Howland goes from UCLA. To Mississippi State, to Northern Arizona. Actually, wait a minute. I think I got the sequence wrong. But look, the, the just like radio hosts, you know, we bounce down the tree from the way up. You know, be nice to the people on the way up because you'll see them on the way down. So wait a minute. Is Creighton any good? Do you know anything? No, about- I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about UCSB. I said earlier this week. I said I've been such a bad alum. I haven't followed them at all. I'm totally unplugged from the university. They're apparently pretty good. They're twenty-two and four this year. They have a real shot as uh, as have an they upset twelve-five. No, east of the Mississippi. I, I again. You, you, why I'm asking you? You have no why? <laughs> I just hey, I just went there and got a three point zero zero one GPA, barely over the legal limit. Three point oh. Thank you very much. That's a that's a that's a solid B. It is a solid B. I I could have done better, Jay. I could have applied myself oh, more. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think my GPA was three four. 
All right, by the way, the Gargantu bracket is available. It's on the top of my Twitter page for those who have not heard. Thank you, Brad Turner, for making it the the Wizard of Spreadsheets. Go to Zabe, uh, at Zabe on Twitter. You'll see it there. I'm going to maybe put it out via my email list, which you can join if you go to Zabe.com. And I'm going to try to put a PDF up there so you can download it and uh, um, and then print it out large because I guess the JPEG is not the fullest quality. It is the great, greatest single bracket you're ever going to need. Got TV times, announcers, point spreads, nicknames, con- conferences, records, RPIs, net ra- Well, do we have net ratings on there? I don't even know. Odds to win it. We got the lost lyrics to come on, watch some, watch some back. Come on and watch some basketball. We got it all. Let me play a game with you. Random tournament names. It's tennis. All right. I'm gonna serve. Ready? Okay. Fennis Dembo, Wyoming, eighties. Ding. Yes. You're it. Uh, oh God! Oh, throw oh. me a name. Random name can't be a star. Don't say Kenny Anderson of Georgia Tech. We all remember him. Oh, you really took me off guard with that one. Come on, you gotta know a random guy. You really took me off guard with um. Harold oh. the Show Arsenal. Weber I gonna, State. I was gonna say Harold Minor, but is that too? Okay. That too. How about Keith Lee? Keith Lee, Lee of Oklahoma. Memphis. Oh, right. Memphis. Okay. Pear Steamer of Loyola Marymount. He was one of their three-point shooters in the uh, early 90s. Pear Steamer. Oh, my. I do not remember that one. I remember. Did one Jeff? Was it Jeff Turner? Uh, who, was on, who was on the same team with uh, Bo Kimball? Bo Kimball. How about that name? Uh, Bo Kimmel, that's a good one, but that's a little bit too big of okay. a name. You're talking about obscure and that, oh my God, you caught me with that one. I thought you would have these at the tip of your tongue, Mr. Oh, College no. Basketball. Hey, I, <laughs> How about, remember, 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 uh, remember Ron Hunter's kid for oh, Georgia State? CJ. Yeah, Ron, Ron Hunter coach of Georgia State, big first round upset a couple years ago, was coaching with his leg on this little scooter because he had like broken his leg. So he's like half kneeling, half standing, and he was falling off his stool as his kid was just going all buckets out. Here's what, John Sunball. Do you remember that? (laughs) No, no, I don't remember that. Uh, Missouri, Missouri, and he was such a dead-eye shooter. And they always used to talk about it. he had a rim at his house that in diameter was smaller than the regulation, and that why that's why no was, way. Yeah. Oh, how do you even he, buy? How do you even buy a rim? I think, I think his dad made it for him. Oh, here's one, Jay Burson. Do you remember Jay? Jay Burson of <laughs> the Ohio State Ohio University. State, yeah. He uh, broke his neck and was in a yeah. giant metal halo. halo. Yeah. Yes. I think if you say the name to Gary. It comes with a smile. I think he loved Jay Burson. Okay. Uh, do you remember Giddy Potts? Oh, my God. Middle no. Tennessee State. Giddy Potts. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, fan-sided article. Uh, 25 best uh, uh, NCAA uh, heroes. Corey Lucius from Michigan State, 2010. Uh, is that the one that sent Gary to retirement? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Trey Trey Burke for Michigan. I, I think he's still in the league. Okay. He was with the Knicks for a little bit. 
Here, here is one of the all-time great names. Ali Farukmanesh. Ali Farukmanesh, Northern oh, Iowa. Iowa, yes. Remember the purple, the purple Cinderella out of the Missouri Valley Conference? They made it to the Sweet 16. Ali Farukmanesh. Is, is Tyus Edney on that list? T- too famous. Too famous, really? Yeah, okay. I need the I need the uh, Ari Farukmaneshes of the worlds. Okay. God but Sham the, God. Oh, okay. I saw him. I saw when he was Sham God Wells. I saw him in high school, and I was like, "This guy made because he had he still there was." Ooh. Hello, yeah. I'm oh, here. No, I heard, there was a move called the Sham God. His handles were so sick that he had a move named really? after him. Yes, Sham God Wells or God Sham. Yes, from Providence. If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I got to get to this uh, uh, quick story on on the NFL, which is: Did you see what the Bears were ready to give up to get Russell Wilson? And the Seahawks said, "Yeah, nah, still not enough." Did okay. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it doesn't end to me, begin and end with Khalil Mack, I'm hanging the phone up. But go ahead. The offer was apparently three ones, two twos. And two starting players. I don't know if Khalil Mack was in there, but take a moment to consider that. And they said, nah, no thanks. That's not smart because that's like how the Cowboys built their ah, trade like that. But is the league the same as it was when the Cowboys made that trade? Was there a salary cap yet? No. Not quite, no. Uh, the the Herschel by the way the trade for those youngsters out there listening that don't know Herschel Walker uh, traded from the Cowboys to the Vikings for a similar haul like that and they rebuilt but they got their quarterback in Troy Aikman they got a bunch of other guys as well that said there was no salary cap there was no free agency at the time this was early nineties right okay and you could you could get a player and then release them and then get draft picks or, or draft picks for those players that you released so the Cowboys had like nineteen. Fourth round pick. Did they get compensatory guys? Yeah. Back yeah. then? Okay. Yes. Well, but the league back then was such that a team would be tempted to trade for what was perceived to be the stud running back that you could build your team around. That's what Herschel Walker was perceived to be. When running backs mattered. When running when running backs matter. Now the the ability to have the the necessity of having a good, if not great, quarterback to have a chance is so high. That a team like the Seahawks, who are clearly getting sick of Russell Wilson's shit, am I right about that? Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of uh, he's kind of outplayed his his welcome there because he's now bitching and moaning. Right. But you know what? It's your fault because you have the biggest you had the biggest contract ever, and they could no longer afford I don't know linemen. Well, there's that, but it's also just they're a little bit. They don't want him to run the offense. They're like, no, we've got ideas on what to do, and Russell wants to do this. And so he's like the, the supermodel girlfriend who's eating in bed a lot and bringing home weird friends that she claims are just his her friend, and she's not fucking him. And you're like, God damn it, why am I putting up with this? And then you have to remind yourself, because she's a supermodel. They put up with Russell Wilson because he is that good. He is the actual franchise. And so even at three ones, two twos, and two warm bodies, it's not enough. That's the lesson of this whole thing. You can't get a quarterback at any price these days. That's why teams like the Woofskins are settling for Ryan Fitzfucking Patrick. 
by the way, the wolf skin is that what you call them, the wolf skins, or uh, just wolf? it's one of my alternate names till they get a real new name. Yeah, to be I, another I year. Saw, I saw that they are in the running for one Juju Smith Schuster. Oh God, really, Jay? As a Steeler fan, give me the book of Juju. Go. Love Juju as a number two. <laughs> and, and again, that's no knock against him. Some guys are number one, some guys are number two. He is a great number two. And he'll tough his nails, will block, make the big catch, but he's not a number one. Can't get separation. He's Alvin he's Harper a- 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I think I saw a stat that his 100-yard games with Antonio Brown in the, on, in the lineup opposite him, 20. 100-yard games without Antonio Brown, four. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, I remember he got a 100-yard game, and that was only because he caught like that. Like he, uh, he turned like a 97-yard touchdown, and yeah. that was, you know, again, great possession receiver in the mold of Keyshawn. Yeah, but the thing about the Bears, back to them for a second, they they were really. I had a, we have a guy at at uh, the station who really was thinking they were going to get him, Bear fan. This guy's name's Dolph, you know, and he's a huge Bear fan, has been his whole life. And the Bears have never had a good quarterback, ever, 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 right? And so he's like, I think they're going to get him. And I was saying, Dolph, don't do this. You're just going to hurt yourself. I don't want to see you hurt. Stop believing this is not happening. He's like, nope, I really think it's going to happen. So then they miss on him and they have to settle for Andy Dalton. And I was like, this is the biggest kick to the balls. This is like, as a kid, hoping to go to Disney World for a week with your family. Instead, you get the Twilight Pass at King's Dominion in Lanham with your Uncle Jerry. I was going to say, yeah, you go to Great Adventure <laughs> right. instead. It's like yeah. when Patino thought they were going to get Tim Duncan in the lottery when he was the Celtics coach. And they lost, and they were the third pick, and they got Chauncey Billups, who turned out to be pretty good, but it's not Tim Duncan. It's not too right. Patino said, you know, years later, he's like, I had to tell the team, look, Tim Duncan's not walking through that door. No shit. (laughs) It's as big a disappointment when the Wizards cleared out all this cap space over two full seasons, so they could have a sniff of Kevin Durant, the local kid, who would come home to be the hero of the team, and he didn't even give him a fucking meeting, and so they settled for Jan Mahinmi in one of the worst overpaid jobs ever. He might be one of the worst basketball players ever in the NBA. Just bad. Just an absolute bad pick. So... It's a hell of a disappointment for sure. Andy Dalton is not good anymore. Does he, quote, suck? This is an argument that Ross Tucker put out on Twitter. He goes, look, he made the Pro Bowl, or made the playoffs five times, Pro Bowl three times. Uh, He's been a starter for this number of years. He doesn't suck. If that sucks, then, you know, everyone sucks. I think it's... No, here's what we call serviceable. I think he's washed now. He doesn't suck. I think he's washed. I saw him last year for the Cowboys, and I immediately said he can't drag a team with him at all. And that was against my Wolfskins, and I'm like, I feel pretty good about this game given the fact that Andy Dalton just ain't that. It's a huge step down, but I get the point where you know people on Twitter are like, this guy sucks. He doesn't suck in the global sense. It's just he can't play at the same level anymore. There's a I, big difference. Again, he is it's serviceable. He is okay. Yeah. I don't think Andy Dalton ever sucked but he just had the misfortune of playing for the cheapest uh, organization in football. By the way, you see A.J. Green going to the Cardinals? Yes, A.J. Green, who I dub the guy most likely to disappoint your fantasy team. A.J. Green. Well, who was his quarterback for all those years? Andy Dalton. 
Well, there you go. I know. But he was also hurt a lot. Now, when he was healthy, he was, he was really, he, really he was, sick. Yes, he was yeah. disgustingly good. Yeah. Yes. But it, it just never seemed to last. You'd be like, all right, this, this computer here, ESPN Fantasy, has A.J. Green as the fifth best receiver, and I'm on the clock. God, but he's he missed seven games last year with a hamstring. Fuck. Okay. I'll take him. <laughs> and oh, then, and, then you're like, nope, still not back to what he was three years ago. Shit. And, and something I wanted to say last week when we were talking football, um, person in the draft most likely to get the GM who takes him fired is Mac Jones from Alabama. When is, and if, when is someone going to say, you know what? This guy had the best receivers ever. And that's why he looks so good. They, name me the best Alabama quarterback since 2000. Go. Uh, Joe Namath. Since 2000. Oh, <laughs> I guess that was a little bit before 2000. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Namath, no. Joe Namath is literally the only really good yes. quarterback in the NFL, NFL quarterback, to come out of Alabama. Now, we'll see about Jimmy Tua. Taylor. We'll see Jimmy about Taylor. Tua. Well, Tua's going to get a full shot this year, I Wait think. They were looking. They were looking to replace Tua. There was atmospherics. That's not happening either. That's not happening either. Either, okay. either, neither, neither. Uh, let's see. AJ Green here. Let me walk through the years. All right. So, uh, his best year was he had back to back years, eleven touchdowns, thirteen hundred and fifty yards, fourteen hundred and change. That was his second and third year in the league. Played all sixteen games. And then he threw a 13-gamer in there, a 10-gamer in there, a 9-gamer in there, a 14-gamer in there. Uh, didn't crack 10 touchdowns, 6, 10, 4, 8, 6, 2 touchdowns, and only had a 1,000-yard season in his final five years. Wah, wah, wah. Again, a lot of that is injuries. So injuries, really quarterback, etc. All right. Uh, real quick, before we get to fuck that guy, uh, Dr. Dre has asked a judge to declare him single you ever heard no. of this no i didn't i didn't know you could declare yourself single <laughs> when you're he I, is, mean, I didn't know that was a thing that's a, a thing apparently his divorce is so nasty that he wants the judge to declare him single so they can then get on with their lives and then sort out the assets later because she's apparently dragging her feet on the divorce it's been going on for like a year and it's getting really, really nasty. Old Doctor Dre. A million a month in alimony. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Shit, that's a lot of money a month." <laughs> One million. One million dollars, exactly. Uh, Doctor Dre uh, called her a quote greedy bitch in a song. She was recently denied a restraining order. She also filed a motion asking for access to their home amid suspicions of a mistress. Dr. Dre's like, hey, judge, do you see how this trial's going? Uh, can you just fucking call a single? Because this is bullshit, all right? This this marriage ain't coming back. So she's upset that he might have someone else. Well, you should have stayed, honey. Yeah. Didn't I... work out. Oh, well. Here we go. Buckle up, everybody. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do we got for the week? Uh, this guy's been on my radar for a while, but I saw something this week and I had to go, yeah, he gets it. Shaquille O'Neal. 
on NBA TV, I believe it was Monday. Yeah. And so they're talking about the women's game with the lovely Candace Parker. And he says, you know what they need to do to make this game more presentable? Of course, he said what every man says about the WNBA. Lower the rim to nine so they can dunk. And to see Candace Parker's look on her face, it was just, it was just like, shut, shut the fuck up. So, in other words, that's still a thing where women don't want a lower rim. But they consider it to be condescending, insulting, patronizing. It's it's insulting. But there are a lot of women now who have really good athletic ability. And while they are unable to dunk, they're doing a lot of stuff now. Like, I see a lot of women doing step backs. Yes. And now, so I mean, the WNBA will never be the fourth sport or the fourth. But don't don't denigrate their game by lowering the rim. That's insane. <laughs> All right. So to Shaquille O'Neal, you say, "Fuck that guy." And you better run because he's big. He is big. <laughs> that's true. All right. My fuck that guy goes to one Michael Brockers, Rams defensive lineman. When they make the trade, the Rams to get Matthew Stafford, and they ship out Jared Goff, he says he's definitely a quote level up over Jared Goff. Guess what happened on Wednesday? The Rams completed a trade with the Lions to send Michael Brockers to Detroit. Oh, cue the Price is Right loser music. Oh, wow. Oh, you, oh, you're back again. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, Jared. Uh, all right, teammate, let's go out and win some games. Hey, Brockers, <laughs> next time, just keep it to yourself. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, always fun. Enjoy the tournament, and uh, we'll chat next week. Bye-bye now. There you go. So what are NFTs? You may have seen this acronym recently in sports, social media, etc. They're apparently the digital rights to certain assets meaning photographs and videos, not just in sports, but in pop culture. And their NFTs, the the NFT stands for non-fungible token, or essentially the digital blockchain identification of the actual genuine original artifact, digitally speaking. And they're being sold in auction marketplaces for not just hundreds of dollars, oh no, not just thousands of dollars. No, no, no. Not even tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars for these so-called NFTs or digital collectible things. And it's craziness. For example, Nathan Apodaca, the famous cranberry juice skateboarder who went viral during the pandemic because he recorded a TikTok of him just carelessly skateboarding down, you know, Pacific Palisades, drinking some cranberry juice, listening to Fleetwood Mac and Dreams. The original 26-second cell phone video that can be verified, apparently, via blockchain technology to have come off of his actual cell phone has apparently sold for like $100,000 or more. It doesn't have the song Dreams on it, by the way, because he doesn't have the rights to that. It's just the original, actual artifact. Apparently, this is a thing now. This is why third world countries and terrorists hate us as a nation. Am I right? This is some frivolous shit 
to be pouring an obscene amount of money into more money than most people would see in a lifetime. You're like, what on earth is going on? But the theory is they'll be more valuable as time goes on. I know this. I wouldn't mind bidding on some of my favorite digital NFTs from viral video fame. I think if I had to collect one, I would definitely collect Mr. Smash, Smash, Smash Guy. Because that to me is probably my favorite, including the mashups of Smash, Smash, Smash. <laughs> uh, a man claiming his Kai plows from his Dogtown. Car into a PG&E worker, pinning him against his truck. The man's passenger comes to the rescue. People say, don't hit Jake. Well, good thing I was hit Jake. That one was in danger. So I ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, yeah. If he started driving that car again, there'd be a hell of a lot of bodies around here. Kai from Dogtown. This remix done by a guy by the name of Shmoyo. Smash, smash. 10 million views can't be wrong on YouTube. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. Doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything. You're worthwhile. No one can ever take that away. I mean, the whole thing was just so surreal. You'd be like, he couldn't even make this story up. So if you're unfamiliar with it, go uh, look it up. Look up the original video and the original story of this hitchhiker who saw some dude who went crazy, pinned a guy with his car against a telephone pole, and then he went in to save the day by taking his hatchet and burying it repeatedly in the head of this maniac. Real story, real video. I would go for that as an NFT, but I wouldn't bid more than a couple hundred bucks because I don't want it that bad. And what am I going to do with it? I'm going to sell it for more money somewhere down the road. Yeah. You sure about that? You sure that these things have actual value? Seems like one giant pyramid scheme and that when the music stops, whenever that is, five months from now, five years from now, going to be a lot of people holding a lot of worthless blockchain shit. And that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the tournament as it begins today. If you like this program, do tell a friend or two, rate and review, please our algorithmic overlords. And if you really like the show and you want to help contribute to it, uh, subscribe to Fridays. Go to zabe.com slash premium. I think it's premium or subscribe, zabe.com. And then you get Fridays as well. Friday shows are not necessarily better. It's just one more day of me and your $5 a month which turns in less than that when you buy a yearly subscription. You get 12 months for the price of 11. Helps support this podcast and keeps me motivated. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will... <laughs> I tried to hold it in. And we will... See you next time. We gotta bring both sides together Like champagne and leather Like birds of a feather We'll fly Like rain and the sun like a million dollars that you're giving away Like a slave dog on the freeway We'll fly March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my 
MyBookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.